Welcome to the Highlight Her podcast, a space created to highlight incredible women in their journeys through business, motherhood, creativity, and accomplishments. I hope it ignites motivation in you like it does for me. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to the Highlight Her podcast. I'm here with Caroline Levitt, who has a very impressive and expansive political career in Thank her uh, still early 20s, yes. soon to be mid 20s. Um, <laughs> but she is also an Atkinson resident. Yes. Or uh, I'm sorry, you're from Atkinson. I'm from Atkinson. Yes. We are from the ATK. So best town. Yes, best town. Um, so I am just really excited to have you here today. You are absolutely fearless in your in your early 20s. And um, it's just so impressive everything that you've done. So I'm so excited to hear about it. I'm sure other people are also excited to hear about your career in, in politics. So um, let's get started and talk yeah. about so you were at St. Aids. That's yes. kind of where it snowballed. So correct. Yeah, paint me a picture. Absolutely. So as you said, I grew up in Atkinson, yeah. just down the road from yep. you. We were neighbors, yep. and my family owns a couple small businesses. We own Levitt's Ice Cream in Atkinson. Mm-hmm. We own Levitt Auto and Truck in Plastow. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a business family. Like my family is not political at all. Yeah. I was introduced to politics in college, mm-hmm. and I went to St. A's on a softball scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I went there to play sports. Did not know really what I wanted to do or where I was going to go. I was always infatuated with the news. Like growing up, my family still has home videos of me pretending to be a reporter. And I always read the newspaper before getting on the bus. I always just loved current events and very um, inquisitive about what's going on in our world. Mm. So I think that's what led me into politics. Yeah. Went to St. A's and just fell in love with it. It's a mm-hmm. very politically active school here in New Hampshire. We always have candidates coming from both sides of the aisle um, to campaign here. Yeah. And so I just kind of threw myself into every opportunity I could and still thought I wanted to be a reporter at that point. So I actually started the broadcasting club on campus for St. A's cool. for students that, you know, myself, like myself, wanted to be reporters. So one thing led to the next. I ended up working for Fox News during the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. Then I took a job at WMUR-TV. I was a news assistant and then an associate producer for them. So I worked in the television newsroom. I worked for New Hampshire Chronicle, which is our state's infamous historical documentary series. And then I ended up getting a job at the White House. And I was fresh out of school. I literally applied for it online, just went on whitehouse.gov. Filled out the application, never expected to receive and a phone how call. How old were you? I was 21 at the time. Crazy. Yeah. So I was just getting started. And I, President Trump was in office, mm-hmm. loved his message. I believed in what he had to say and what he was doing for our country. So I thought, what the heck? I'll put myself out there. And they sent me an email six weeks later and said, we have a role. And that's where my career really took off and where my journey to now running for Congress began. And when I was in the White House, I just, again, took advantage of everything I could and worked so hard and um, ultimately worked in the press office for the press secretary. Then I did some work on Capitol Hill, too, for a congresswoman, and it led me to wanting to run myself. So here we are a year into this campaign. We're one month away from the election. It's going phenomenally well. We're going to win on September 13th. That's amazing. Thank you. So I and I want to rewind a little bit because when so when you were on when you worked for Fox News Mm -hmm. and you were probably at that point not even 21 yet, right? Like, no, I was still in college. So I did a quick stint with them during the 2016 cycle. Mm -hmm. They they came to St. Anselm College campus, yep. and as one of the few conservatives on campus, yep. my, you know, my teacher stuck me with Fox, which yeah. I was fine <laughs> yeah. with, you know? Yep. And that was my 
introduction into news and politics at the national level. Mm -hmm. And I remember being on campus and being behind the set of Fox News at night and all of these primetime shows I had always watched growing up and thinking, this is so cool. Like, I want to be the one on the news talking about these issues. I want to be involved in some capacity. Mm -hmm. So that's really what drove me and it opened my eyes to it. And then it was just full speed ahead ever since. Yeah. So I, w- I want to talk about too, like you, so from an early age, mm-hmm. you were like, I'm I'm a conservative and I want to be with Fox. Yeah. So something that I think is really impressive is, you know, talking like snowballing back, that's your age. And you're mm-hmm. like, this is what I believe in. This is where I want to work. Talk me through that confidence like you that yeah. you clearly had. I mean, I know when I was 19, 20, 21, like no way, yeah. no way. Not only would I have, I think, had the confidence to take that type of job, mm. but um, and I think you know people still struggle with the fact that um, they have a hard time talking about like things they believe on, mm. they believe in, staying grounded in that foundation, um, and, and moving forward right. with it. So. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think it, you know, I've always had an inner confidence that God blessed me with. Yeah. And I think that was really reinforced in my household. Mm -hmm. My father is by far the most influential person in my life. Mm -hmm. He has strong convictions. He's the type of guy, like, you know Bob Lovett, you know Bob Lovett. Like, you know where he stands, and he's very outspoken. And so I learned to be that way growing up. And, you know, I I recognize not everyone's as blessed as I was to have great role models in their household, but I hope everyone learns at some point in their life to just be confident in what you believe in. Mm -hmm. People are going to love you for who you are or they're not, but at least you're always being true to yourself. So Mm -hmm. I've always had that within me, even throughout high school. I was always kind of, you know, took stands and knew who I was and what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I thank God for that every day. But that really came to fruition in college because I was a conservative and certainly our higher education university is definitely left leaning, professors Mm -hmm. and students alike. So I really had to be more brave than I ever was in standing up for what I believed in, in classes where I was the only student who felt that way. Um, so it's that, and you know, that has remained more true than ever now throughout this campaign mm-hmm. and, uh, being so vocal and so outspoken about where I stand on issues, it might not be popular all the time, yeah. especially amongst younger folks. But if you believe in what you're saying and you believe it's truth, then why shouldn't we speak about it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, politics and religion are the two things that everyone always says, oh, you don't talk about that yeah. with people. Yeah. But you know, those are two things that we should all be talking about because yeah. they're the things that impact us the most, yeah. both as individuals and also as a country. Mm-hmm. And they're two of the things that we all have in common. I think if we're more vocal, we find, like I do every day on this campaign show, there's a lot more that we all have in common mm-hmm. than what divides us. Mm-hmm. So we're allowing the media and, you know, kind of the evil in our society to win if we're mm-hmm. not bridging that gap and just having these conversations. And uh, it's very rewarding to do that. And I've actually had a greater positive response to some of the things I've said and, you know, how outspoken I am than negative at the end of the day. I think I've helped a lot of people feel confident in themselves to speak out about what they believe in. And that is what I'm doing this for ultimately. Yeah. And how do you find grace in kind of dealing with and Mm. and conversating with people who don't agree with you? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's it's really hard for people to be confrontational, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, when when they're talking to someone who doesn't really agree with what they're saying. So how do you hold space for that conversation and for it to be a positive place? Right. Well, you have to go into every conversation understanding that not everyone was brought up the way you were. Mm. Not everyone has the same perspective that you do. Um, so I try to recognize that off the bat. You yeah. know, there are folks that didn't grow up in Atkinson, New Hampshire, like yeah. we did, don't have, you know, families like I did. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that and trying to understand where they're coming from mm. and then being respectful about your point of view mm. and agreeing to disagree sometimes is what yeah. you have to do. Yeah. Uh, quick example, my aunt's uh, best friend came over to my parents' house for a cookout last weekend. She works in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. She's been a nurse for years and years. And we had a fundamental disagreement about vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. I'm opposed to them. She's in favor of them. And, you know, at the end of the day, we agreed to disagree. Like yeah. the fundamental point was we were not going to agree on where we stood, but we had a robust debate for an hour about healthcare and the system and how to fix it. Yeah. And, you know, we, we laughed at, we were getting pretty feisty. I mean, yeah. we were going at it. <laughs> Everyone in the room cleared out because they were like, oh my gosh, this is so this hostile. Is in our yeah. room. <laughs> Everyone's like, we just came here for burgers and beer and we're talking about healthcare. But you know what? It, at the end of the day, we hugged yeah. and we laughed and we said, you know, we're gonna we're not going to agree. And I yeah. encounter people like that on the campaign trail all the time. But again, having that conversation is a good first step, mm-hmm. giving people grace. And as long as people like this woman are coming from a place of sincerity and fact and what they believe in, I respect that all day yeah. long. It's the people that I receive messages from that are hiding behind their keyboards and just slandering me, calling me names that you don't deserve grace. Like, I'll yeah. pray for you and that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> like, that's what I say to people. Bless your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. You know what? That's I, It's not even worth a conversation yeah. when you're coming from a place of negativity. So, yeah. you know, I, I take some punches, but at the yeah. end of the day, you know, it doesn't change who I am or what I believe. Right. And you got to protect your energy. Absolutely. Because that's what's going to move you forward. Right. Right. And that's what it takes. Every morning I wake up and ask God for strength and courage to yeah. do another day. And there's going to be people every day that disagree with me, but yeah. there's a lot more that agree. Yeah. So I try to remember that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So also, you know, something that we haven't talked about yet is being a woman in politics. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter, I think, what road you're on, Mm -hmm. it's still something that is um, rare to an extent. Mm -hmm. I mean, but especially you being so young. Right. um, And then also you being on the conservative side. Yes. Um, That's just something that we really haven't seen. Mm -hmm. So what have you had to overcome as a woman Mm -hmm. on the road that you've been on, you know, to get to where you are now? Yeah. You know, being a young conservative woman is one of the reasons I wanted to run for Congress in the Mm -hmm. first place was recognizing that my generation of voters do not have conservative voices that we can look to, that we can resonate with. Um, And when I was working in Washington, I was blessed with three different bosses, two during my tenure at the White House Mm -hmm. and one on Capitol Hill. All three were women, young women with families. They were all moms. My uh, boss, Kaylee McEnany, was Mm -hmm. President Trump's press secretary. Mm -hmm. She had a six-month-old baby when she took the job as White House press secretary, arguably the most demanding job in the the world. I mean, she was working so hard. She flew from D.C. to Florida every single Friday night and came back in every single Monday to go home and be with her child. So seeing that made me realize, one, 
there's no reason women shouldn't be in politics. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a man's world. Mm-hmm. This is not a man's industry, and it shouldn't be. We need female voices at the table because yeah. we do innately have a different perspective, mm-hmm. right, on all of the issues. Yep. And secondly, you know, there's no reason that we can't. We can do all things. And, you know, I'm not a mom yet. I hope mm-hmm. to be someday. But that shouldn't – that desire to be a mom and have a family shouldn't stop me from getting involved. So having those three role models was instrumental in wanting to do this. Um, and I meet women on the campaign trail all the time who are really excited that I'm running mm-hmm. uh, like you. Yeah. And, you know, that's that is inc- incredibly encouraging because yeah. we do deserve representation and voices. And there are definitely different challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boss, Elise Stefanik, who is actually the most powerful Republican woman in Washington, D.C., I was her spokesperson. Mm-hmm. She said to me, when I came home to do this, just so you know, you're going to have to work harder, 10 times harder than every man in this race. Mm. She was absolutely right. Down to what I wear, how I do my hair, what jewelry I put on. These are all things that we have to think about Mm -hmm. because we are viewed and judged in that perspective, which is fine. Like, that's okay. But um, my male opponents show up with the same flannel on to every single event that we're at. It doesn't matter if that's at a farm or a church or a country club. They're Mm -hmm. wearing their same flannel and jeans. And I'm in the car changing from my farm clothes to my dress with my heels. I'm always in between sneakers and heels. I have a pair of heels with me at all times. Those are some of the, you you know, unique challenges I've had to face and uh, learn to deal with. But um, there's no reason that we shouldn't be in this industry and in this game and it's you know really exciting to hear from a lot of especially young women uh, who are excited and inspired and I always encourage them to get involved too yeah I just I I love that that like gave me chills you know talking about the things that you deal with and Mm -hmm. you know the bosses and you know the the other women that you've been around Mm -hmm. that are just so inspiring but um you know, we, I think it, it's great to say we do deserve a seat at the table yes. and it's, it's should be talked about that, you know, you do have to jump through hoops mm-hmm. to do the exact same thing that your male counterpart is yeah. doing. Um, and, but I love that you're not negative about it. Mm. Um, you're saying I'm going to get there. Right. And if this is what needs to be done to right. get there, then I'm going to do it. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I love that mm-hmm. you said that. I love that you, you know, you you harp on it, but it's it doesn't have to have a negative connotation with it. Right. Um, which I I just think that's awesome. I think Thank that's amazing. You. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, in no me by in no world am I oppressed. In no world am mm-hmm. I uh, less than any man in the room. Mm-hmm. I believe in myself and know that I am. We face unique challenges because we're different. Men yeah. and women are different. Yeah. That's something we're not allowed to say these days, apparently. <laughs> but men and women are different. For yeah. anyone watching, uh, yeah. full disclosure, yeah. they are. There are two genders. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, we have to face unique challenges. But mm-hmm. there's no reason that we ha- we have the same opportunities. It's just about going out there and taking advantage of it, which is what yeah. I've done. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're just so impressive. And I love like, it's so cool to see the examples that you've had in your life that you've been able to just harness this confidence and uh, this unique ability to be yourself and to not sway. Um, and it's, you know, the it's the people that have had that you've had in your life have mm. really kind of shown you how to pave the way for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, I I just I think it's so awesome. I think you're so great. You know, and and politics aside, you as a woman and what you're accomplishing is amazing. Thank you. It's amazing, and it should be talked about. Thank um, you. You and and other women in politics. You know, especially someone who's a mom and is flying. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having a six month old baby and leaving them Monday through Friday. You know, and flying mm. back on the weekends. It's 
yeah, my, I can't imagine it, but, um, it's the things that we, that we do and the, Mm -hmm. the priorities that we set to get to where we want to be and Mm -hmm. to reach goals. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yes. So what is next for you? I mean, I know we, 30 days, you know, it's, it's coming up, but like, but what's next? Yeah. So the election is on September 13th. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm running in the first congressional district here in New Hampshire. So the territory is basically everything east of Manchester, the whole seacoast, pretty much all of Rockingham County, Mm -hmm. Manchester itself, and then the lakes region as well up near Lake Winnipesaukee. So next month and a half till September 13th, I will be in every town that I possibly can. Um, my days consist of media like this, working at the family business still to make a living, yeah. and then bopping in between meetings with supporters every single night. I'm at a different event in a different town, whether it's a fundraiser someone's hosting for me, or I'm speaking at an American Legion or a Fish and Game Club. It's all about getting out there and meeting the voters, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I'll be doing. Uh, the prayer and hope is that we will win. I feel very confident that we will. Yeah. I have an exceptional team working for me. I have an army of young people that I've uh, met throughout this journey that are knocking doors for me. They are the true soldiers in this campaign, and mm-hmm. we're going to hit pretty much every voter we need to before the 13th. So uh, we pray that we win. If we do, we'll continue to move on. So we're in the Republican primary now. If we win that, we'll go up against our current representative, Chris Pappas, mm-hmm. on November 8th. So we'll keep charging ahead. We win that. Then I'll be a congresswoman come January of 2023, uh, which will be amazing. And it's such an honor. I mean, to represent my home state where I grew up, where my family has businesses, where I went to school, where all my friends and family continue to live would be the honor of my life. Yeah. Hands down. Um, So I'll swear into Congress in January 23. We're going to manifest that because it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get to work. And that's, you know, being a congressperson, it's, you know, you're in the news and this and that. But the ultimate job is being there for your constituents, whether it's someone, you know, a veteran who needs help getting their benefits from the VA, whether it's, you know, a mom who has concerns about some of the curriculum that's going on in our school districts, whether it's a business owner who is having difficulty with the tax code or with you know, a regulation that's really hindering their success. Mm. My job is to pick up the phone, find ways that legislatively we can solve these these problems. Mm-hmm. One thing I learned in D.C. is there's a lot of media coverage on these huge packages, you know, these big budgets. There's a $800 bill right now that they're negotiating in the Senate. But there's a lot of small wins you can get done. It's yeah. all casework. It's constituent mm-hmm. services. And that's what I want to ultimately bring is yeah. being vocal, having an open door policy. You know, anyone who wants to come visit my office in Capitol Hill is welcome to do so. That's mm-hmm. what we should be doing. That's public service. Mm-hmm. That's what our founding fathers intended Congress to be. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. And I'm a strong believer in term limits. I think D.C. is so old and corrupt on both sides of the aisle. So I will term myself out after four terms, eight years. I'll be the ripe age of... I think 34 uh, when I'm I'm retired. (laughs) And then we'll see where, you know, where it takes me after that, if I'm blessed enough to be reelected until then. Uh, But it's a a crazy game. So one thing at a time, I tell myself, right? Yeah. One day at a time. And we're just focused on winning right now. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say to girls or any, you know, woman who is younger and they're Mm -hmm. saying, like, how the heck could I harness the 
drive and the motivation that Caroline has mm-hmm. to get to where she is? Like, what would you say to those girls? You have to believe in yourself. And frankly, it can only come from within you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can call people for advice. You can have the best people in the world pushing you and telling you to, you know, do this or do that, advising you. But at the end of the day, like, you have to get up. You have to get out of bed. You have to go to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty simple. I wake up every morning with a set schedule and I just do it. I yeah. mean, there's no there's no corners, especially when you want to reach a, a very high goal, which I am setting to do with running for Congress. You know, you have to work for it. And uh, no one else can put in that work for you. Mm-hmm. It certainly helps to have a team of people yeah. around you that believe in you just as much as you believe in yourself and can push you and keep you positive because mm-hmm. the days are long and it gets tiring and there's times where you don't want to go to that event and you do need someone next to you saying, we have to go. You committed. You made a commitment. Let's go. Yeah. And I have team you know my team is helpful in those very long days and pushing me to do that but ultimately it comes from within Mm -hmm. and this is not just for folks that want to get involved in politics I mean this is for anyone right this is for being a mother right you got to wake up and be the best mom you can some days it sucks but you have to do it yeah it's for being a business owner you know you have to go to work to make your paycheck and I you know I I harness that from growing up in a small business family seeing my parents go to work every single day to earn what we did Mm -hmm. Um, and you just it comes from within you have to just get up and work hard and no one else will do it for you. Mm-hmm. And as you start to see results, you know, you'll be more encouraged to do more and more and more. So mm-hmm. just believe in yourself. Set that goal. It doesn't have to be running for conquerors. It can be losing 10 pounds. Yeah. It can be, you know, starting your own small business. It can be reaching the next level in the job for in the company you work in. Just yeah. set the goal and work for it. No one else can do it for yeah. you. Yeah. And in terms of holding kind of in a in a girl, mm-hmm. holding space to be confident in yeah. what she believes in and to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, what what advice would you have to someone who maybe didn't have the influences that that you had growing up and the ability to, for family members to say you got this, stay true to you? Yeah. So what would you tell that girl? Well, certainly look for people in your life that are positive influences on you. I'm here. I'm very vocal on social Mm, media and on my own accounts. You're welcome to reach out to me directly if you need some inspiration. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seriously, I mean that. I give my personal cell phone number out to everyone I meet on the campaign trail. Like thousands of people in New Hampshire have my cell. That's awesome. Uh, I get calls all the time. 603-770-5416 if anyone (laughs) needs to call me. I'm here. That's what I'm doing this for. Uh, But... Surround yourself with the right people. Mm. Like, I have definitely lost some friends throughout this journey. Mm. I've had friendships that, you know, I don't really speak to those people anymore because I could sense jealousy, animosity. Mm. Um, I could sense they didn't actually want me to succeed in this Mm. journey. And, you know, when people, you feel that energy from someone, trust your gut and like you deserve better. Mm-hmm. I have a great circle of close friends who are so excited. They already put in their PTO at their companies to sign away for me on the 13th of September. Aww. You know, my family is so supportive. So, you know, find those people, find your tribe who want to uplift you and get rid of the people that don't. I mean, yeah. life is short. Like we don't have time to be messing around with people who don't want to see us succeed, who are jealous or envious or feel inferior because you're doing well. Right. You know, you should be around people that want you to succeed genuinely and you can sense very quickly when those people are and who they're not yeah so that's you know a key thing i've found the hard Mm -hmm. way for sure with relationships and personal experiences i've had just realizing you know if you're not helping me grow and succeed and get to the next level you're out of my life yeah 
and yeah. it's it's hard. I mean, I've, I've lost close relationships because of it, but yeah. you'll ultimately be better off in the long run. So yeah. surround yourself with the right people, believe in yourself, work hard. I think that's the recipe for success. And there's such a freedom in that kind of like shedding the dead weight right. of just like the negative energy yes. and just when it's nothing but uplifting people around you. Right. That's what mo- I mean, most successful people, mm-hmm. they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They say all the negativity and the people pulling me down around, I got rid of them. And right. then, you know, I moved forward. Right. So yeah, I think that's What's a great the point of being around someone who doesn't want you to be happy and yeah. grow as mm-hmm. a person. Life is about growing. Yeah. I mean, I've grown so much even since I graduated from St. Anselm. Yeah. Like I'm a totally different person than I was in college, absolutely different than I was in high school. And that's how, you know, we're supposed to be as human beings. You Mm want to reach your fullest potential. And if you're around people who are bringing you down a bad path and encouraging you to do things and, and, you know, have behaviors that you shouldn't, that are not allowing you to grow, Mm -hmm. whether it's personally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, in all aspects of your life, you need people that are going to help you you know, achieve that mm-hmm. and, you know, just shed that dead weight. It, it stinks. It's not easy yeah. to get rid of someone you've been with for a long time, whether it's a personal romantic relationship or a friendship, but you just got to do you it. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. To move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I think that's such awesome advice too. And again, easier said than done, mm-hmm. but it's a, yeah, that's a good thing to say as well. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to follow along yes. with you, where can they find you? For sure. So my website is mm-hmm. carolineforcongress.com and it's Caroline with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on all social media instagram twitter facebook and you reached out to me on instagram it's me like i run my all my own social accounts a lot of candidates don't they have their staff do it for them Mm -hmm. i love my staff they're great but they just are not good at the social media thing Mm -hmm. and i like it to be myself i love the authenticity of it and i love to read the messages from people negative and positive to hear what the feedback is so instagram is um caroline levitt i'm on twitter k levitt new hampshire Mm -hmm. and i'm on facebook as well both my personal page and my campaign campaign page. If folks want to get involved in the campaign, they can sign up on the website, carolineforcongress.com. We're always looking for volunteers to help with door knocking, phone banking, sign waving, um, and the elections on the 13th of September. So anyone who lives in the their uh, first congressional district would love to earn their vote and awesome. uh, hopefully serve as a congresswoman. Good. So great. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for paving the way for women and young women. And thank you for just staying true to you and, and you know, inspiring everyone around you. So thank you. Thanks, again. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yes, of course. <laughs>